Hi everyone. It's great to see you. Welcome to Jubilee. And um, if you've not been before, um, my name's Phil. I'm part of the, um, the team here at Jubilee. And um, what an awesome morning to be here to witness um, new life, transformation, and all of those things. And what I want to share with you just for the next couple of minutes, I'm not going to speak very long, kids, so hopefully we'll get too bored. Um, I just want to share the gospel again. So the gospel, what is the gospel? You've heard of gospel music, haven't you? You know, and, and we, um, but the gospel is basically good news. The good news, and in a world where it's, it's absolutely rammed full of bad news, we need good news, don't we? Because there's a lot of rubbish stuff going on out there. And so we need good news. And that's what I want to explain to you today. And, and as, I, as I share the good news with you, I'm going to leave you with the decision to, to make. So you can either accept this good news and receive it, or you can reject it. Now, I just want you to check just for a moment if you've got a pulse. Just put your, your two fingers there like that. Right, yeah? You got a pulse? Everybody got a pulse? Put your hand up if you've got a pulse. There's a few not sure out the back there. What? Right, so um, while you've got that pulse, you've got time to receive Jesus. But when that pulse stops, the time has gone. And the Bible says, now is the hour of salvation. And so the best time to receive Jesus is now. In fact, it's the best time to do anything for Jesus is now. And I want to talk to you about three things that our, our wonderful, um, what do we call baptisms people? Uh, candidates for baptism or whatever we call them. I don't know what we call them. But three things that they've come to believe. The first thing that they've come to believe over a period of time, whether it was in a moment when Stephen received his prophetic word, because he said it was 95% there. Good on you, Stephen. Um, or whether it's Decky as she, as she explored God over a period of time, what they've come to understand is that there is a God in heaven that loves them. And it's demonstrated through Jesus. In 1 John 3.16 it says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. God doesn't just say from heaven, I love you. He demonstrates it. There's a demonstration of God's love for you. When I look at the, the beautiful creation that God has created, I, I'm reminded constantly of God's love for me, that God took care in making this world. And it's beautiful. And we're, we're each of us made in God's image and we are beautiful to God. God loves you. But there is a problem. Now I'm going to quote The Matrix. Has anybody seen the film The Matrix? So this is Morpheus talking to Neo. And he says, let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. And what you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You've felt it your entire life that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there, like a splinter in your mind driving you mad. So we all know that there's something wrong with the world, 
that the world isn't the way that it was supposed to be. And that's because it's been spoiled by this thing called sin. Sin gets in the way. Now, you might be feeling even like slightly offended, but don't get offended because the Bible says that we've all sinned and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. I'm not here kind of pretending that my life is perfect and you're a scumbag. That's not what I'm saying. Please don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. But I am saying you're a scumbag. No. <laughs> We've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And we all know that there's something wrong with the world. We, we all have this selfish and greedy and um, twisted traits in our life that we're, we're trying to deal with. Sin is spelled S-I-N. I in the middle. Me first. And that's the problem. And, and that takes us away from God. Isaiah 59, 2 says that, but your iniquities have separated you from God. Your sins have hidden his face from you. Sin spoils and takes us away from relationship with God because God is holy. And that gives God a massive problem. How, how can God come close to us if we're, if we're broken and we're messed up and we're dirty? How can God make us right with him? And this is where the good news comes in. Because God so loved the world that he sent his son Jesus to die on a cross, to take upon himself the wrath, the punishment for all the stuff that we've done wrong, past, present, future. And, and, and as we come to him, he makes us clean. Do you know when COVID happened, um, we made such a fuss, didn't we? Save lives, stay at home, wear a mask, unless you were Boris Johnson, of course. But, you know, that's what we were told to do. You know, save lives, stay at home, don't party. But, um, and we were all fearful. People were so fearful, fearful of death, fearful of illness, fearful of getting sick. Oh, my goodness. You know, you'd go into a shop and somebody would cough and everyone would run out. It was, it was like madness, wasn't it? But there's something more serious in the world. Much more serious than COVID. It's called sin. And if you don't deal with your sin problem before your pulse stops working, you'll be separated from God for, forever. For all eternity. Eternity starts the moment that you expire from this world and, and go into the next. And so I want to give you an opportunity in a minute to receive the antidote for that, and that is receiving Jesus. And you might think, well, I only came to see people get baptized. I didn't know I was going to, like, you know, um, have to make a decision about eternity. I mean, come on, we're in Old City Centre. I didn't expect that, you know, when I came this morning. But let me tell you that this is the most important decision that you will ever, ever, ever make. Whether or not you respond to Jesus. When I was a kid growing up, one of my friends, um, his parents, I thought they were really great parents at the time, but obviously looking back now, I think they're absolutely rubbish parents. And I've changed, and I've changed his name because of that, but he was, I'm calling him Tom. So not the, not the Tom that Andy knows. It's, it's not that Tom. It's just another Tom. Um, and um, he had this bedroom where he'd put a sign upon the door that said, um, do not disturb, do not enter. And he'd put a big lock and chain on the door and, and parents were not allowed in. And we thought it was amazing. A place where parents are not allowed in. 
I mean, I think we were like 15 or something, and it was just like really exciting. We could go to Tom's room and do whatever we liked. Sounds good, doesn't it, kids? Wow. But the problem was that um, it just started to get a little bit bad when we started going back with takeaways and we'd, we'd drop the chips and the kebab meat on the floor and, um, or we'd, we'd, we'd drink too much and maybe somebody would throw up or um, we'd knock over an ashtray or a beer can and it was just left and he had this big rug in the middle and everything kind of like got swept under the carpet and um, eventually it became a smelly, smelly, smelly bedroom and of course there was the sign outside saying do not enter, do not come in Nobody's welcome. And to start with, we loved going round and, and, and being able to do whatever we wanted to do. But after a while, it just became far too smelly. Even the talcum powder on the stains didn't seem to cover the smell. That's what sin does. It, 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 it starts at a point and it, it festers and it gets more and more smelly. And at some point, you've got to deal with it. Those of you that have struggled addiction know what that that journey is like you, 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 you start somewhere and you start going down somewhere then you turn around and you realize that you've how did this happen, how did this mess happen in my life, where, where, did it, where did it come in and it says in the Bible that the devil comes to steal, kill and destroy because the devil wants to destroy you and he doesn't want you to receive this good news this morning and, and I want to tell you that you need to receive the good news of Jesus Christ you know, there is no other way that man can be saved except through the name of Jesus. You know, being good, doing good works, helping old ladies across the road even when they don't want to cross, all of that stuff, right? Good works does not make you right with Jesus. What makes you right with Jesus is receiving him, receiving his forgiveness through his death on a cross. You've got to come through the cross. If you don't come through the cross, then you're lost for all eternity. If you don't come through the cross, there is no other hope for you. And you can receive that today. You can receive the good news. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. That's bad news. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus. You cannot earn salvation. You cannot earn heaven. It's so precious a gift that you can only receive it from a holy, righteous, loving God who gives it to each one of us freely. That's the only way it can be received. It's too precious, it's too costly for us to earn. And I'm going to give you an opportunity in a minute. The Bible says that God made him, that's Jesus, who knew no sin was perfect in every way, to be sin for us. Jesus on the cross identifies with our sin, takes our sin upon himself. Why? So that in him we might become righteous, the righteousness of God. In, in other words, so that we may, might be made right with God. And like any gift, you've got to receive it. Now, if I got 50 quid out and said, hey, up there, Keith, here's 50 quid. <laughs> What would you do, Keith? He see, like, I got his attention straight away. He was, you were just about to drop off, weren't you? <laughs> oh, thank you. So, anyway, Keith was about to drop off, so I thought I'd wake him up. But, um, 
You know, it's like if I offered, if I offered 50 quid, he'd be, he'd be up for it straight away. Probably the same would be true of you. But what I'm offering, not, not, not from me, but from Jesus, is, is eternal life. It's too good to be true. It's too good to be true. How can God, how can God give me something that I did not earn? How can I receive something that I did not earn? Well, you can. And you have to. You have to humble yourself. You have to admit that you're a sinner and you've got a problem. Like we had. And you have to come to God. And you have to decide to walk in a different direction. It's called repentance. And you have to receive him. Would you want